Welcome to You Are Seen, The Untold Stories. Here, we share personal experiences in hopes that we can transform the way we see others. I'm Nick Jazdan, a storyteller and filmmaker who believes in producing with a greater purpose. We all have a story to tell, and I think we should start listening to each other in order for us to create a more loving world. When we hear someone's story, we're telling that person and that community that you are seen. This season, we're focusing on uplifting Black voices. Today, I sit down with someone I've known for a while, but never got the chance to hear his story. Kareem Wilder. I'm a Black man, and I'm not going nowhere right now. So I got to keep fighting, and I got to keep fighting for my own rights and just for my own equality. At this current age, Black Lives Matter because we don't feel like we're heard. We don't feel like we matter. Kareem grew up in Patterson, New Jersey. He's a filmmaker, photographer, and avid TikToker. He believes he was put on this earth to make people laugh and bring positivity to others. I am so honored to welcome Kareem Wilder. Hello, folks. Uh, my name is Kareem Wilder. I was born in Hackensack Hospital, but uh, raised in Patterson, New Jersey. I'm currently uh, living in South Plainfield, New Jersey, and I am 32, uh, and I'm Black, African-American, baby. Awesome. So uh, tell me a little bit about like the community you grew up with. What, what was your community like? So I grew up in the inner city of Patterson, grew up in the church. My mother, my mother, my grandparents, all I'm like, you know, just growing up in the church. It was fun. I, I think it gave religion kind of gave you some like balance and like some guidelines. And it kept me like out of the streets, kind of just set me up as an adult just to be more grounded, like in my religion, um, and just more grounded and just have like, I think you always need something to like lean on as far as like mm-hmm. religion. Like, so I feel, I feel like sometimes if you don't have anything to lean on, you're kind of just lost in the world. Yeah. As far as church, that was that, as far as the community, um, you know, Patterson was rough growing up. Like if you were in that environment or if you were exposed to that environment, or I feel like your family was in that environment, I feel like, or if you're, you know, if you know, like your parents didn't have like kind of strict ties on you, just let you do whatever, then like, yeah, you saw a lot. I mean, I saw my fair share, but I was never like one that was out there, you know, ripping and running through like the streets of the neighborhood. My mother yeah. was playing that like, and I always kind of had to ask permission. So she kind of had like a kind of a tight hold on me, especially yeah. I'm my only child or whatever. So not too many fights, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I played in the playground, played on the street, but uh, on the streets with my friends and things like that. Uh, but it was never anything where I was like afraid to grow up in Patterson. So people were just yeah. like, oh, you grew up in Patterson. I'm just like, eh, like, <laughs> and I always say like, yeah, like if you, like you're exposed to that stuff if you're in that scene. Like, yeah. so, I mean, I know of people who have been shot and killed and died or like mm-hmm. friends, like, oh, I saw this happen. It was like, I mean, I may, I may have seen it, but like, I'm not seeing it on a consistent basis. Cause like, that just wasn't my environment. Growing up with it, at, at times, I, I think I used to be ashamed of being from Patterson. Mm-hmm. Not ashamed, but like I remember at one point when I was going to William Patterson, um, and I think like the 2008 like census or whatever happened, mm-hmm. or 10 or whatever census it was, and you know technically I was living at school, so mm-hmm. uh, I was a resident of you know Wayne, New Jersey. So when someone I went out somewhere and there's like some white people, some black people, and we went to a friend's house and his family was white. And he asked where I was from, and I said I'm from Wayne. And like, <laughs> <laughs> and I know this girl, uh, Tiffany, not my wife, Tiffany, but I had a friend, uh, she's African American. 
she still makes fun of me to this day. And she goes, hi, I'm from, I'm Kareem and I'm from Wayne. <laughs> and like, I just thought that was so funny because like people <clears throat> just used to have like this negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Like when you said you were from Patterson or when you're from, when you are from an inner city, like even, you know, like when you just talk to people and they're like, oh yeah. wow, you don't, you don't act like a person from Patterson. Like, you don't, you don't sound like a person from Patterson. I'm like, mm-hmm. what, what am I supposed to sound like? Or you don't dress like a person like yeah. from Patterson. I'm like, well, what, what, what am I supposed to dress like? You know, I dress how I dress. I talk how I talk, you know, and I just know how to code switch if I need to. Like if I'm somewhere and I feel like I need to turn it on just to get my point across mm-hmm. or I feel like I need to like, okay, like you want to speak street to me. I can speak it. Like I don't normally speak it. Like this is how I talk. Yeah. Do you think it was shame because of Patterson? Or do you think it was shame because you were black? Like what, what was the real shame? I think the shame was just like, I didn't want to have to go through again. We're like, Oh, well, Oh, from Patterson. Oh, and you're so well behaved and you're so well mannered. Mm. And like, you know, you don't have like your, in your pants or on your waist and things like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it was more so that is why that's where that came from. I think. Yeah. And I think that's, that, that can go for anything. I think, especially now with the protesters, people think they're all this one way, right? Yeah. They're all rioting. They're all yeah. violence. Or like, there's one way to be, one way to be a black guy in America. Yeah. 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 And that's and only it's one. Multiple depiction. ways. Yeah. To be a black guy. Yeah. Do you, do you see any, like, did you, was there a moment growing up where you, there was like a real struggle or like an event that happened that you sort of went through that kind of changed the game for you? Not until I was like older, really. Like yeah. maybe, you know, college in Montclair. I had friends who went to Montclair State. And I remember my friend Terry went to school like down south, but he's from up here. And every time he would come back, he would get his grandmother's like truck, like her Escalade, you know? Mm-hmm. And she would let him hold it. Like we would go to the city, you go pick friends up, do whatever. And I remember every time like we would go to the city, we go to like these other neighborhoods, we get pulled over. Get mm. pulled over, like I'm talking about taking out the car. We gotta sit on the curb or like don't move. And it was just like, damn, like again. Like, so I think like that was kind of like one of my first experiences, you know, like dealing with it. And I, I don't even think it made sense to me until like my later years, but I know like more just prevalent, like just like I remember I was working in a retail store. And there was an associate there who just, you know, she got the label. Oh, you know, she's just an older white lady. She says whatever she wants to say. Mind you, she wasn't the oldest. You know, the oldest white lady there was, like, so respectful. Like, oh, yeah, I grew up in Paris. I used to have family there, like, back in the day. Yes, it's a good town. It's just knuckleheads who mess everything up for people. Uh, but this one lady, she would just, I don't know, say, like, some off-the-wall stuff. Like, she would be a Karen, you know, mm-hmm. like Karen. Yeah. Like, what she just says, like, the oh, like, oh, I don't want to step on those white sneakers because I know how – you know, the black community feels about their white sneakers and stuff like that. Or like, oh, but you don't talk like, you don't talk or dress like you're from Patterson. You're so much better than those people. And it's mm-hmm. like things like that. And I was just like, well, damn, like someone had to like, she shouldn't be saying these things to you. I kind of like, you know, brushed it off. And I'm happy that I learned to like kind of deal with it yeah. at that early age, because I feel bad for people who are dealing with it for the first time, mm-hmm. like now, like, because it's like you're in your 30s or late 20s and now you're just dealing with like racism or prejudice for the first time or you're just realizing it. And I think it's more rough or more tough for those people to deal with it than me because I can look at it. You know, I can see a person with a MAGA hat on or Blue Lives Matter and I'm not going to get like pissed off about it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's your right. That's what you believe in. But I still have my beliefs. Like, I'm not going to hate you for it. You know, yeah. it's, too many, it's too much hate already out here 
going around in the world. Like you just, you know, you grew up your way. I grew up my way. Mm-hmm. I think I, you know, I think I just have a broader, you know, spectrum of things just because mm-hmm. of, you know, but I'm not gonna like initially get upset or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just a, a chain of events. I feel like kind of just were eye openers for me. And I think, um, if I had to think back to another event where like in my later twenties working in the city and I remember being in the city when Trump was, you know, on election night. And I just remember feeling like this great, like deal of like, I don't like, you know, like, you get like nauseous, you get anxiety and like your chest yeah. just like feels like tight. I just couldn't watch TV. And I just know I went in like full on, like somebody say something smart. Mm. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I went on like full black, like just yeah, yeah. like, you know, my shirt. And like, I, I, this is where I stand. Cause at that time, you know, people were wearing their MAGA hats and like, you know, talking about, Trump yeah. 2020, he's going to do this. And Obama did X, Y, and Z. And I'm just like, bro, like, I'm not out here just like throwing this out there for everybody. So yeah. like, just, you know, this is a workplace. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I think things like that. And then just dealing with people on the phones when I used to do like phone customer service or phone sales, yeah. that just, that alone just blew my mind because really? like, I think that would be like the defining moment <laughs> where like I decided I wasn't going to take anyone else's mess. So, I mean, I'm 32 now, so I, maybe like four years ago, like I was like, you know, like 27, 28, and like kind of mm-hmm. in that age range where like people just did not have filters on the phone and wow. they couldn't see you, but you know, you talk and oh, Kareem, you don't sound like a Kareem. Where were you from? Well, where, where's that name from? You know, so Arabic name. Oh, you're Arabic? Are you Muslim? No, I'm a Christian. Oh, well, that doesn't, oh. Or like, oh, Kareem, I've never heard of that before. And I'm like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you never heard of yeah. that before? <laughs> Uh, and they're like, no, or like you get, oh, Kareem, that's unique. It's not unique at all, you know? Yeah. And it's just like those things where like, oh, you don't sound black. So I think just that those experiences mm-hmm. kind of just like warped you because I dealt with racism kind of on a weekly basis from someone, yeah. whether it was mild racism or just someone who was just yeah. in a mood and mm-hmm. just wanted to go off on somebody, you know? Do you think um, that changed your perspective? So like when you hear the term like white people, do you think that changed your perspective overall? Or do you, obviously you have friends with white people and yeah. stuff like that. But when that, the term white people comes up, do you feel like it's a negative term? No, I don't. I don't. And I think that's because I think I just have a, a broader yeah. maybe spectrum of things or maybe I just, you know, haven't, I think some people who, have that view where like they think white people anything bad. Mm-hmm. I think they have either just grown up that way and they heard it constantly growing up, or they may have just grown up where like in their neighborhood, they just had that many bad experiences with white people. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that, you know, that the same thing with black people. Like mm-hmm. it could just be white people who think they hear black people and they think like negative because they had that many, either they grew up that way and just heard it constantly or like they had bad experiences. And that's really like, you know, just, discrimination comes in like mm-hmm. you know there was some guy i was watching something on tv where a, um, a white man he got beat up and jumped by a group of black men mm. and he talked about his, his experience how he had to grow and just learn to not be not to discriminate black people again just because it was a, tra- a traumatic experience like he lost consciousness was out for a while broken mm-hmm. jaw broken face and all that stuff and he's like for a while when he saw black people, he would cross the street and like wouldn't mm-hmm. even be near them. Whether he had to cross the street a few times, he wouldn't go, he wouldn't walk past them just out of fear. 
but he worked on growing past that fear and growing past that experience. And I think that's with me, like, you know, I just worked on growing past the experience that I had with that one white person or this white person. So same way where like, I don't want all white people to think all black people are bad. Like you have to have that same outlook on reverse, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I feel like that's Korean, the way you think is a, is something that we need to be taught. Right. It's something that we need to over time learn and figure out. I would just talk like respect really. Mm -hmm. So I was always just taught to like respect people, but not take no mess from people either. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone just perspective. I think, I think it's kind of a self-taught perspective uh, that I think you have people Mm -hmm. who I think you associate yourself with, or I associate myself with for the most part. I think just perspective on life and things like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, to keep it simple, it's love one another, right? So, exactly. And I think that's what you just keep in your head, really. Yeah. Going forward, like, we see this whole new generation, right, of Black youth growing up younger than us. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, really. Like, I can't believe we're millennials and there's other generations under us. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the, the young generation are, I mean, people have been quoted in the news talking about, like, so connected, like, the, you know, whole movement has been... whether it was TikTok, Instagram, whatever it might be. So like, what would you tell black youth, you know, growing up in the U S perspective, always have perspective on things. I like, and try to have a positive perspective on things. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's so weird. Cause like this younger generation, they, I don't know, they're different. They're a different breed, like Mm -hmm. completely a different breed, but I do like how they are kind of exposed to this at a younger age because they know how to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, whereas our generation was, you know, 92 happened with the Rodney King riots. We were too young to kind of mm-hmm. experience that. We didn't really get like all this until the late, you know, 2013, 2008 mm-hmm. and things like that, where we kind of started experiencing some of these things. But the younger generation, just be positive, really be positive, be persistent and practice what you preach. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't want that hate out there, don't push the hate out there. You know, like if there's like white people out there protesting or different races, like, accept them you know sometimes i know you can have suspicion like what are your motives are you really out here with us or like Mm -hmm. you're trying to infiltrate or what it is you know whatever the case may be but just practice what you preach you know if you want to if you want to practice equality and and justice for all practice it you know i think a big difference is too like what you mentioned the big thing is we didn't grow up with videos on our social media as much as they are today so yeah everything is recorded. I just think about like a five-year-old stumbling upon, you know, the George Floyd video, right? With the police officers. Yeah, yeah. And like, what what would they think, right? Like, we're adults, right? Yeah. But like, how would a child receive that? It's just... I don't know. I didn't even know if they would know how to receive it. Yeah. Like, they would, they might just remember it happening and, and remember the movements, you know, but I don't know if they would be able to fully you know, just grasp the concept yeah. of it. So like the Black Lives Movement, I feel like just in the last two weeks, it's evolved, you know, into yeah. something greater. Because hearing Black Lives Matters, you know, maybe 10 years ago, you would just think, oh, that's just for Black people, right? That yeah. movement's just for Black people. But I feel like today, especially this couple weeks, it isn't. So yeah. like, what, it, what is the Black Lives Movement this week? right? Like two, 2020 mean to you? Like 2020, I think it's just like, like you say, back in the day, like people was like, oh, Black Lives Matter. And people took it like so negative. Like, 
it's not, we're not saying only black lives. There's, there's no only black lives matter. We're just saying like, you know, at this current age, black lives matter because we don't feel like we're heard. We don't feel like we matter. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think in this day and age, like this 2020, like you say, black lives matter. I think, like you say, it's evolving to something else where it's like more people are aware of it and they are supporting the movement, supporting that black lives do matter. It's evolving. I don't know what the next hashtag will be. I don't know if it's going to grow into a different hashtag. Everyone's like, oh, how can I get involved? How can I be a part of this or that? And I think it's just like, I, I don't, I didn't see this before, you know? Yeah. I saw like a lot of push and pull with all lives or blue lives versus black lives where mm -hmm. I think it's a lot more of the blue lives are out there supporting the black lives matter movement. And they're speaking yeah. out against just like, okay, we're still going through this again. Like, so I think it's, it's evolving to something bigger where people are, are having a broader picture, you know, of what it means, what the mm -hmm. statement means, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. I think what's really cool is also it's, I think this time around, like this big push, and I hope this continues in our daily lives, we think about this all the time, but it's also like, there's not one way to be a Black person. Yeah, correct. Talk to me about your, the protest you attended. Like, where was it? When was it? Like, how did you hear about it? Like, what, what was that like? Um, so the first one I went to was in Newark on Saturday. Um, and one of my friends, my good friend, Joe Moore from Patterson also, he's like a photojournalist um, out of Patterson. We grew up, we went to Willie P together, William Patterson together. So we take photos, we meet up sometimes, we working on different projects, photo projects here and there. And what he does, he just always tries to keep the, you know, creatives just connected whether it be through Patterson and York, so he curates a lot of different events. He let me know about it, and I was just like, I'm going to be out there. Just because the narrative of the news is like, protest riot. Like, they're, like, intertwined, and it's like, they're two separate things, because mm -hmm. protesters are not rioting. You know, those are a different group of people who are infiltrating and doing whatever they want to do. Um, so I just felt like it was important for me to document it, really, mm -hmm. to just document our people or people who stand with us out there coming together and marching and just like, just, mm -hmm. just being at peace and just, you know, like I said, just the unity of it. Uh, so I just felt like it was super important to just capture those moments. Cause these are moments in history that I'm not saying you may not get these moments again, but these are unique moments. Yeah. Like uh, they say history repeats itself. I may not see this again in my lifetime. I may see mm -hmm. this when I'm much, much older. There was one in my hometown, Patterson. Mm -hmm. I just had to be there cause that's where I'm from. Yeah. Simple, pure and simple. Like my people are out, out there, people I grew up with, families out there, friends are out there. You know, I moved to a suburban neighborhood, but like that's where my heart is still at, you know? Yeah, um, so I just had to go out there, you know, support and capture that mm -hmm. for Patterson. Just capture that moment and capture that unity. Like I said before, you know, people's, oh, Patterson, like nothing but violence and like, you know, drugs and, and guns and shootings. And it's just like, no, I don't care if we go for the next, you know, five days, 10 days with straight up violence. That one day is captured. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm a, and that's what I'm going to be pushing. Like, you know, this not, that's not always a constant, you know. Even with violence, there's different levels of it. Yeah. And I hate that, you know, drug violence and gun violence gets pushed out there so much. And that's what they're known for. And it's like, no, you're going to be known for this dope shot mm -hmm. uh, or like this, you know, this community or, or this day. So that's, that's why those moments are important for me. I think what was cool about, like, I think New Jersey as a whole expected those two protests you went to yeah. to be violent. And that's what pissed me off about it. Was there a moment in the protest where you felt like that kind of like fuzzy feeling? Like, you know, like, 
there's hope. <laughs> Actually, the one video that went kind of viral on Hot 97 and all that stuff like that, there was a guy who was playing the music through the loudspeaker, through like the boombox. Um, and I was, I guess I was like right behind him at that mm -hmm. moment when that video was being recorded. But I saw that moment and I was just like, wow, like this is, this is, this is it. This is a movement. And just like, mm -hmm. just seeing the protests, because I let the protests kind of loop around me and I cut it off so I could take photos from the front of it. And just seeing the, all the people, mm -hmm. and it's a shot that I have where like I look up, I'm at the front of the protest to the back and I can see the back and it's like three blocks just of people just there. And I just looked at that and I was like, we really like showed up. We really just showed mm -hmm. up and showed out in a positive way, you know? And just to see just so many people there that I knew. So I think those are some positives that I took away from it. Just the people coming out, no rowdiness. Mm -hmm. yeah just just that's it and even with the one in patterson we went to like the sheriff's office you get there and there's like ba there's barricades but like the police are out there and um they come out and they take a knee and i thought that was like a really you know positive moment you say like going forward and just being more persistent with it supporting i guess really supporting mm -hmm. supporting black businesses supporting your black friends your black neighbors yeah. making sure checking in on your black friends and making sure mm -hmm. they are right that's how you can help us. If I go out there and I'm fighting for it, there's always a hope for it. Thank you so much, Kareem. I just want you to know that your story matters and you are seen. I'm Nick Jesdan, and I want you to join me every Thursday for a new story, a new experience, and a new way to view this world. I'm looking for powerful stories. So if you have a story to share, I want to hear it. So email me at nickjuzdan at gmail.com. All your support means the world to me. So make sure, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends and family. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast. A special thanks to our team, editor, Brittany Padula, and graphic designer and marketing, Victoria Ayub.